baseball fans. BetMGM is giving you the chance to win a prize every day during the baseball season. Step into the batter's box for BetMGM Swing for the Fences free to play game. Pick any area of the strike zone and take your best swing. If you get a single, double, triple, or home run, you'll receive a prize. Smash a home run to collect a bonus bet on us. Just log into your BetMGM Sports account to get started. Then visit your promotion section to access the Swing for the Fences free to play game. You'll score a prize if you hit a single, double, triple, or home run. There's nothing more exciting than going yard. So swing for the fences with the king of sportsbooks. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. Must be 21 plus and present in Ohio. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards vary depending on the market and expire 24 hours from issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. This program is a proud member of Univaz. Unified, unique voices. Learn more at univazpods.net. Talk About Gay Sex is sponsored by Rev, dedicated to helping men have more sex, better sex, and healthier sex. For more information, go to revformen.com. That's revformen.com. What's going on? You are listening to Talk About Gay Sex. I'm your host, Steve Rodriguez, here in New York City, along with my co-host, Jeremy. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good, good. It's um, a happy Sunday. Sunday, we're Sunday. Yeah, exactly. We were at brunch, and we had a really good brunch in Elmo. For those of you who know Elmo in New York City, it was great. Um, but we have a special guest today, which I'm super excited to present, um, Jose Roldan. Roldan, yeah. Roldan, yes. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me today. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You did a uh, show last night or a Friday? Actually, it was on Thursday, Thursday night. Cool. Yeah. Um, you're an actor. For, I am an actor. Yeah. And um, what was the show that you just did the other day? It was a, a workshop for a show called Don Juan, and I played Don Juan, believe it or not. Wow. But it was a play on words, actually. So this this character was uh, more of the opposite of what you think Don Juan would be, right? Because Don Juan is like, he's the Lance Romance kind of, right. yeah, Rico, Rico, Suave. Rico Suave. Yeah, exactly. 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 So the difference is that he does have all this plethora of women that he dates, but he dates them only because he's trying to find true love, not because he's trying to put another notch on his belt. So, oh, okay. Yeah, Got yeah. it. And so well, his current girlfriend... His current girlfriend is uh, trying to figure out if he's the one for her. So she has this film project that she does, and she invites all of his exes to come in and kind of ask them questions about his relationship, unbeknownst to To him. learn a little bit. Right. She's trying to find, like, exactly. dirt on him. Right. Yeah. So he's sitting there thinking that people are coming in to be interviewed, and he realizes that each and every one that comes in is one of his previous exes. Oh, wow. So it was like a film. Oh, I that's guess. interesting. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's pretty good. Well, I really want to, we're going to ask you to pull in your, your other Don Juan the, the, today <laughs> on today's episode. But um, before we get into today's episode, um, you had have a one-man show that you've performed. I know you've performed it here in New York City, mm-hmm. but also on the Atlantis Cruises. Yes. Um, it's called Father Forgive Me, yes. right? It's been mm-hmm. compared... 
Uh, you've been compared to a little bit of John Leguizamo, one of my all-time favorites. Oh, yeah, yes, I've read I have. all of his books and just love to see him. Um, mm-hmm. So, first of all, congratulations on that Thank show. You. But Thank you very much. Tell our audience a little bit about this show and how it got developed. Of course. So, the show is a one-man show. I play about nine different characters, and I tell the story of a young Puerto Rican man trying to come out of the closet to his Puerto Rican parents um, in the late 80s, early 90s, nice. and trying to identify himself in just a world full of stereotypes where he's told who he's supposed to be as a Puerto Rican, as a man, as someone from the South Bronx. And he uh, finally has the courage to talk to his dad and his mom about that. And I take the audience through that journey of going ahead and do that. So There's a great scene that you have on YouTube that I was watching about you play your mom's... Um her friend, or she's a medium. Her aunt. Her aunt. Si- well, her sister, my aunt. Okay, yeah, yeah, who's yeah. A, who is a medium, right? right? And right. is she really a medium in real life? She is actually. You know, her name is Titi Bruja, and there's a hashtag going all over, <laughs> oh my God, all over Twitter that. about it, right? right. Um, she's like literally uh, famous because of this thing, and she unfortunately passed away a few weeks ago. Oh, sorry to hear that. Um, but uh, before she passed, she looked at me and she said, "You know, thank you for making me famous," which was pretty awesome. Wow, but, yeah. if that is not enough. You know, <laughs> right. yeah, that's awesome. Right, right, right. Cool. Yeah. But it's funny because in that skit, you play her along with her accent, the way right. she talks, right. and you really embody her. Right. And it's all about, she gets a phone call, basically, it's one of right. her clients. Yeah. And are you basically, you're basically, in real life, you were in the room as a little boy? Right. Or? I was sitting there listening to her talk, and she's explaining the story of how... Um, a friend of hers needed some advice on how to keep a man. Right. So she goes into this whole process on how the spirits tell her how she's supposed to keep a man. And so cooking a, a steak. Cooking a piece of steak a and putting it in her panty while she's <laughs> menstruating. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> and, and, and Jose's in TV real life. Room. Yeah. <laughs> Jose was in the room listening to what? I mean... I, I can just only imagine. Oh, that's the advice she was giving. That's the, the advice she was oh giving Lord. the woman over the phone. Yeah. yeah. What, oh, it's what kind of like through? a spell, which is interesting. I mean, like a yeah a remedy for the basically. Was that right? Yeah. That's basically it. And she says at the end, she's just like, and that's you know, your man will never leave your side until he's six feet under, and the worms are eating your flesh. Oh my God. Like that's exactly how she describes it. So wow. She it's was pretty, a fascinating she woman. She was. She was. She does consultas de carne, is what we say. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oh, my God. Well, um, what was it like growing up in the Bronx? And then we'll get a little bit more into, you know, all the things as a gay man. I can only imagine being, I'm Latino, but um, Jeremy is as well. Mm -hmm. Um, But I'm more your generation. I grew up in the 70s and 80s. But, Mm -hmm. yeah, Um, what was it like growing up in the Bronx, um, trying to come out and all that? Trying to come out was tough. I didn't didn't even identify myself as gay until much later in life. Um, I I mean, I knew I was attracted to boys, Mm -hmm. but I wasn't allowed to talk about it, not even to family. Do you know what I mean? And in school, I was bullied completely. Oh, really? Yeah, because, I I mean, I'm the only boy, so I had a lot more feminine qualities growing up. So I guess people picked up on that. Yeah. And they called me names. They, you know, literally I got jumped a couple of times. Do you know what I mean? So I had this reputation around the block that I just wasn't liked very much. So I stood a lot of time at home and spent a lot of time with mom. And, and Jenny wasn't around. Jenny's from right. the Bronx. <laughs> right. She was exactly. You know, to give you inspiration. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, you know, as time went on, I just realized that I was different. Actually, this is not part of the show, but most people don't know that I was also married. Like, I got married to a woman for three years. Wow. And it was because of religion, thinking that, you know, again, I had to do the right thing before God, and I Mm -hmm. went into that marriage. And three years later, I wound up utterly depressed. I graduated from Lehman College up in the Bronx, 
And I walked down the aisle. I had just got dismissed from the hospital, actually, because I was so overweight. I was over, over 400 pounds because I was so utterly depressed about the current situation that I was in. And, of course, the marriage wasn't a great marriage either. Do you know what I mean? Right. Like, it was just all set up on the wrong pretenses. Sure. But uh, eventually I walked down the aisle. I divorced my, my ex-wife now. And I got a letter from the audit department from Lehman stating that I didn't graduate that I needed an elective, which uh-huh. I found to be completely erroneous because I was a transfer student. I yeah. graduated with like 140 some odd credits, right? Yeah. So I'm just like, come on, guys. This like, is... you really just want another, you know, another yeah. tuition for this? Exactly. But it wound up being serendipity at the end of the day. And I took a course called Solo Performance Workshop, and that's where this solo show oh, was wow, birthed. Oh, that's cool. And I understand that the, the instructor teacher ended up directing your right. piece? Right. He's now my director for the piece, right? Oh, that's yeah. awesome. And even still, we, we performed it. He told me at the end of that course that if I performed it, he would give me an A. So I promised to perform it, but it wasn't for a couple of months. I'm just like, yeah, I can agree to this. He's not going to change the grade anyway, yeah. right? Because mm-hmm. my fear as an actor was being typed cast as a gay actor because once you're typecast as a gay actor you're only going to get gay roles right Right. and i didn't want right i didn't want that to happen to me so i uh i told him yeah i would had no intentions of performing the show at all and finally six months later i said you know what why not and we put it up and we the tickets were for five dollars and everyone that went said they would have paid broadway money to see the show wow so at that point my director sat me down and he said you know this is your ticket to hollywood but still i was afraid i didn't want to do it so i flew to l.a I did some studying out in L.A. I studied the Miser technique for about three or four years, and I realized that I, all I kept getting was, again, the typical Latino thug roles out there. Sure. And I flew back to New York, and since then, we've been all over the place, like festivals, any, any place that'll take us, literally. We That's started performing. awesome. Yeah. So cool. cool. Yeah. And it's going to play into what we're talking about today is right. sexual labels is what I wanted to kind of get into a little mm. bit more. And I'm just curious when... You know, what was that decision like to have to, just as an actor, to put that show up that clearly is about your story? Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of things going on. It's not only just you're saying you're gay in this piece, right. but it's also your own personal story. Um, what was that, you know, you're sort of labeling yourself in a way. Um, what was that like? Well, the tough part, again, was I didn't want to be typecast in Hollywood, right? right? That was my biggest concern. I wasn't really concerned about everything else, even though my family gave me a lot of uh, a lot of flack about airing dirty laundry. Do you know what I mean, yeah. so to speak? Because, mm-hmm. again, a lot of it, the beauty of the piece Before is Before or after they saw it? Before they saw it. Okay. Because they were I just like, do, do right. not talk about right. it. Yeah. Like, my mom was just <laughs> like, who? Yeah. Right, right, right. It was a little insane. Because my, my youngest sister, she's too young to know what happened to us when we were, you know, when we were growing up. So she came to see it as a, a, a class assignment. And she was in utter tears because she didn't know that we had, you know, we had to deal with that type of... I guess, behavior from my father. So it was tough for her to swallow. And she went home with this horror story about what she saw on stage. And that pissed my mom off, completely pissed my mom Mm -hmm. off. And my mom was just like, I refuse to see it. Do whatever you need to. Like, she, I mean, she she spoke to me. It wasn't like we had some sort of disconnect, but she just didn't want to see it. Um, And eventually my eldest sister came to see it and she went back and told mom, it's not as bad as you think it is. You should definitely come support it. It's just his version of what happened. Yeah. And my mom's been my biggest fan ever since. You know oh, what I mean? Like, she shows up to so all these shows. Amazing. Yeah, nice. So my dad, unfortunately, still hasn't seen it. He doesn't want to see it. He, did, he tells himself that he, 
doesn't want to be reminded of how he treated us back in those days. Yeah. And I respect that for him. Okay. But um, a few years ago, we had an interview on like one of the local channels in the Bronx, and I, I did the Titi Bruja scene. And my mom, as gangster as she is, recorded it, and she acted like she waited for him to come <laughs> home, and she played it. Oh, my God. And she's just like, oh, look who's on TV. But she's, like, playing it from a DVR. I'm just oh, like, wow, you're so crazy. So she forced him to watch, like, a small clip of that's it. That's cute. So. That is. That's yeah. really cool. Mm-hmm. Tricked well, him into it. Yeah. So I'm curious, like, you know, when, um, certainly when I was younger, too, there was kids that were, you know, making fun of me, too, at times. Right. And there's always those kind of bullying. You, you didn't really have that, Jeremy, right? Not like, really, no. I mean, I just kept to myself a lot, and I had mostly only girlfriends, but... Nobody, you didn't... You're I mean, a different generation, I think too. I always had people just asking me if I was gay. Yeah. But, and I just deflected and just, I would just ignore it, I guess, and I just... I ignored it until I ended up coming out. But right. I came out at, like, 16, so I was still pretty young. But Right, right. Yeah, I'm just curious, like, at what point, um, sexuality-wise, did you, you know, you got married, but did you always have an attraction towards guys that you were oh, just suppressing? Always. <laughs> always. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I mean I'm for I'm being real here, I lost my virginity to a guy when I was probably, like, 9 or 10 years old. Like, okay. I was experimenting that young. With just, um, like, another friend or...? or? A cousin, believe it or not. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know how they say in Spanish, lo primo se exprimen. You know what I mean, basically. <laughs> yeah. um, What's that saying? Basically, right. in, yeah, in the literal translation means, you know, the cousins, they squeeze together. But, oh, okay. you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. But, yeah, but... Because um, you're not, like, siblings, yeah. necessarily, but right. still. exactly. So, um, but, yeah... Um, is he well without prying too much? I mean, we're not <laughs> saying his name. Is he gay? No, he's not. Okay, got he's it. Not. He's and, not. He's and not. And who knows? Maybe it was for right. him. It was a childhood thing. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And um, you know, it's not something that I usually tell a lot of people, but it's also not something I'm ashamed of neither. Yeah, because right. it just happens more often than we think it does. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I had a friend. Um, I was a gymnast, and for my whole life, you know, through college, but I, as a kid. My parents put me into gymnastics at like five or six. But when I was like probably nine, ten, I had a younger best friend and I would stay. He, we lived about like 20 miles apart. So I would stay there almost every weekend. He had like a large family right. and they had a great house. And so I was always there. And we definitely found ourselves experimenting like right. in the bathtub. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll never forget um, <laughs> his mom. Um, knocking on the because we were like taking a bath together, right? And <laughs> <Creeps>. <laughs> well, I mean, in some ways, like the mom knew, but she was like, "How long are you guys gonna be in there?" And we weren't really doing anything other than maybe just put that ding dong away. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we also like you know experimented a couple times, like you know making out sort of and dry humping each other, just the tip. Yeah, right, right. and so. <laughs> Yeah, I definitely had my experiences like that. Did you have any younger experiences where I mean, I had one that it's like it's actually really embarrassing but really funny <laughs> too. So I in first grade I had a teacher named Miss Gross and Miss Gross. <laughs> I know that a lot. Is that the was, funny bit? She was one of my favorite teachers, but in that class, every every day we would have like storybook time or whatever where everyone sits down on the floor in front of her and she sits in a chair and reads to everyone. So there was a boy, his name was Billy. Well, his name is Billy. And I don't even know where he is now, but in first grade, he would 
I would always ask him to wear overalls, and we would literally like massage each other's asses oh at storybook time. We'd sit behind everyone, and everyone was like pretzel style, just sitting yeah. on in in front of her. And so we would sit at the back of everyone, and just like in, if I was sitting in front of him, he would put his hands in and just like massage my ass, and oh my and I would God. do the same exact thing to him. And sometimes he would wear like overalls so the sides had buttons that you could just go down and actually like touch the bare ass and it's funny because like eons later now i'm an ass guy and like love everything about ass (laughs) but that was my actual first experience with a guy ever that was anything sexual and it was just like every day we were both excited to do that and like i Years later, I don't, I haven't seen him, or I don't know where he lives or anything. But yeah. that was in first grade. And what's crazy with that is like you probably didn't think of any labels back then. It was just what you. Yeah, just no, came, I didn't. It was I'm, like what came naturally. Yeah, to I didn't you. know what it was, and then I mean, I didn't figure out like what being gay was, or like that I was actually into men until like I think thirteen or fourteen. Yeah. Once I learned what masturbating was, and then you wh- also grew up in a time where like. You could get your porn online. Yeah, I but mean, I always had to delete. I didn't. I yeah, did you? I mean, I, I, had, I, I've told the story on the show before. I had to delete the history like every single day. <laughs> yeah. and, and my parents would be like, I would just always lie and say like, oh, that virus like came up when I was on like a website or whatever. Yeah. But what I would do yeah, is when I... viruses always come when you watch porn? Right. I, mean, I have no idea. Yeah. I, they're always shady sites, I guess. Yeah. They're never like clean or... And pop up. Yeah, they're just like a lot of other bullshit. I think it's because also advertisements, right? Like in order for the porn sites to keep up, they they couldn't be any more full with more advertisements. So I would come home off the bus every day, and my parents would still be at work, and I'd be at home alone with my brother, and we both do our homework, and then like he would go upstairs and play video games, and I would have like I'd be downstairs by myself, and I'd be like on the computer. And I'd masturbate like three or four times, and then my I'd d- like which is go not that through. different from today, according to no, what you've said not, in past but shows. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> but I just go back through and delete all the history, and I would okay, get so excited savvy. to do Good. that every like day that. after school. But I would literally delete the history, and sometimes things would come up that I would have to try and cover my ass, like oh yeah, that virus just popped up when yeah. I was on this game or whatever on the internet, and. They'd actually just not, they wouldn't press it any more than that. Right, right. That's hilarious. I mean, yeah, I mean, I think, I don't know about you, Jose, but um, with labels back then, I think we grew up with a lot of labels, wouldn't you say? I mean, with people teasing and saying different names. And um, I mean, did you grow up thinking that you were gay or you just dealt with it? I think deep down inside, I knew I was gay, but I I wasn't ready to admit it to myself yet because I was experimenting and I enjoyed it, but it was kind of like, I kept telling myself it was a phase because I was more, you know, because again, you you grow up in in a world where you constantly hear these negative views on sexuality and these negative views on, on gay people altogether. I remember I had an uncle who... Um, was also gay. Unfortunately, um, he passed away a few years ago. But all all you kept hearing was the family talking about, you know, these negative views of him. Do you know what I mean? Right. So then now growing up being, you know, 9, 10, 11, 12, you hear these things and you're like, well, I can identify with this guy. But, but I certainly don't want to be right. that. Yeah, I don't, you yeah. can't tell anyone because you don't want that to be your situation. Yeah, your or story. Or like, trouble that you get along right. with. And, and get called the same. Right. Yeah, be the fodder for their you know, negative comments. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, 
It's interesting, though. I mean, I'm, I'm curious just to not belabor the, the marriage thing, but um, did you have good sex with your wife? Oh, that's at- such an interesting question, and I've never, <laughs> I've never been asked that before. Um, well, today's your day. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'd, it was... Oh, God, I hope she's not listening, because this is going to be horrible for her. Um, it... It felt more like just masturbation to me. It was. Okay. It wasn't like an, like a connection. Do you know what I mean? And you yeah. were getting yourself off still. Of and course. I'm sure she was. But you know, because a lot of guys can't even. Like I would think. I don't even know if I could actually get it. I up definitely. Well, today I, know I, I cannot. Like yeah, yeah today but, I can't. Do but you there know was mean? clearly a time that you could at least. But then again, we're also talking about a time in my life where I was in my early 20s too. Do you know what I mean? And I kind of yeah. feel like at that time, and maybe a horn dog, yeah. you, can, you rub me the right way and we can get, you know what I'm saying? Like it can happen. You're jerking off yeah. three, four, five times a day like Jeremy. <laughs> right. Yeah, I hear you. Right, Got right, it. yeah. And so that w- it was more like a masturbation type of course. Of that's what it felt like. And yeah. then I didn't understand that until I finally had my first gay relationship where I really connected with someone and I was just like, oh my God, I, I saw the fireworks. I was, that, I was that gay guy. I was just like, yes, this is great. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, this what was what that first relationship like? I mean, because here you are like, I'm free to be gay and I can only <laughs> imagine like what you brought into that relationship. I brought everything into that relationship. I, because I, I, it was so much for me. It was my first real love experience, which was also late because I didn't technically come out, right, until I was about 25. Okay. Um, and then my first relationship wasn't until five or six years later. So I was, oh, wow. well, I was in my 30s before I had a, a, a real relationship with another man. And, it, I mean, he was my world. He literally was my world. Right, I can um, imagine. Unfortunately, it didn't end the way I wanted it to end. Sure. Um, but, and that goes into like a bunch of different topics. But I now, in retrospect, can look back and say I needed that experience to, to grow. Because mm-hmm. I feel like, yeah. especially from our generation, mm-hmm. I feel like we took a little bit longer to mature. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because we weren't allowed right. to express ourselves sexually like our straight counterparts. or We didn't know, have a lot of examples. Exactly. There was a no online to, you know, there really was. <laughs> yeah. right. I know you're laughing, Jeremy, but right. I mean, some of us. And, and that kind of brings me to the next sexual label that we kind of um, talk about is like, you know, as adults, um, do you find that there's a lot of... Well, first of all, actually, do you bring a lot of the newer relationships into your show? I mean, do you talk about some of the relationships you've had in your one-man show? Actually, or? the the first one-man show, because that's the one that I'm touring with now, that yeah. one just deals strictly with the coming out process. Okay, got it. Um, but I am working on a second show where I do talk about you know the relationships with different men and what that means to this this guy who just came out of the closet. Do you yeah, know what I mean? And right. again, it's great that you're talking about this today about labels because that's the idea of the second show. The, the, the second show, the, the title is called I'm Gay Now What? Right? And it's about trying to figure out, am I a top? Am I a bottom? Am I verse? Oh, Do perfect. I vote? Yeah. Am I masculine? Am I feminine? And like all, this, all of these yeah, labels that's, that yeah. come with Oh, that's great, because I want to get into that a little bit more. Right. And use this show as your soundboard <laughs> or your <laughs> workshop. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, one of the labels that I want to definitely talk about is three of us are Latino. You, you're mixed, but you're mm-hmm. Jeremy, but you're mm-hmm. um, certainly of the Latino <laughs> persuasion. And... One of the things when I'm at, I'll go visit Jeremy at the Eagle, and inevitably somebody will come up to me and they'll say, oh, where are you from? And if I say, oh, I'm Mexican-American, they're like, you're Mexican? And I get these, like, you know, it's either that, like, oh, you don't look Mexican, 
Or do and you speak? What does speak, that mean? Right. Right. Or well, of course you speak Spanish, and I'll be like, I can, I can it's converse, like so but then I get, you know, what you don't speak? Oh, you're not. I'll get it <laughs> from the Latino persuasion, like, oh, you're not really Latino then, and it's like, okay, well, you're gonna tell me what label I am, and I'm just curious, growing up in the Bronx, um, being Latino, Jose, like, <clears> what <throat> in that realm of labels have you experienced, if any, in terms of like, you know. Puerto Rican or, or what? Mm. Well, I, I I am Puerto Rican, born in, in the city. I'm second generation. So my parents were also born here um, in the States. And growing up, my biggest thing was that we weren't, we didn't grow up speaking Spanish at all. Like my parents, my mom is fluent. Um, my dad isn't. He can understand Spanish, but he won't reciprocate. That's back. interesting because I've heard also from other people that are Spanish but not Puerto Rican right. always, I mean, it's like a common thing mm-hmm. that Puerto Ricans don't always speak Spanish. Or, I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but I've heard that like a lot of the other countries, well, they all do, but I've heard mind, Puerto, Puerto Ricans, Rico is yeah, it's part in, of American territory. Yeah, but still, so there's that. And then a lot of them didn't grow up necessarily in right. Puerto Rico. My where, dad only spoke it at work, so when he came home, it was always... But English. at work in the States. Or yeah. I mean, here, yeah. Yeah, still here, yeah. yeah. But okay. he only spoke Spanish with his coworkers that were Spanish. Right. And then when he came home, all he spoke was English. Right. And so I never learned at all. So, like, I have people always yeah. talk to me in right. Spanish, and I just, I'm like, I don't know what you're saying. Or, like, I, I do maybe a little bit, but when it's, like, slang and it's fast, I can't really break it up. Us, yeah. You know? yeah. Right. No, of course. I, th- I think for, um, for me, I always get this argument because they're, you know, you have the rivalries. When I, again, growing up, they were um, the Puerto Ricans against Dominicans, right? Like, that was <laughs> yeah. very... Oh, like, that can was... you explain a little bit of that? Because oh, I've tried to... I keep wanting to do this. I shouldn't say my secrets, but work on a documentary about, mm. like, where are you from? Right. And, you know, when you really break down the different... Latin, I've heard, you know, the Argentinians and the Brazilians right. have issues at times. Not all of them, right. but maybe because they're close to each other. But explain a little bit about this notion of Dominicans and Puerto Ricans. Well, the the interesting thing is that I feel like as a whole, all Latino countries, for some reason, have this little Think thing. Think that against, theirs is the, right. the, 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 the one, the, the best. Because, yeah. I mean, I just got back and from Spain about, a little okay. while ago, and that was a different experience going out there. And depending on whether you're in Madrid or Barcelona. Right, because South Spain and North Spain are two totally different aye, places altogether. But, um, I mean, by the we way, have Jennifer Lopez, so... We do. All right, y'all. We do. All right. Um, but the, uh, the biggest thing with Puerto Ricans and Dominicans, at least back then when I was in school was just that they, they have, they, they're both very prideful countries mm-hmm. and they combat each other. My and neighboring. And exactly. But it, it all boils down to color of skin. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that's really what it boils down to, I think to, you might be right. Yeah. Unfortunately, I it, wish that wasn't yeah. the... I mean, my grandfather, he's passed away a couple years ago. He was as dark as night, but was the most racist man you could possibly ever meet. Do you okay, know what I mean? Okay, so then, yeah. Yeah, and it was, I mean, it was, it was funny because he'd make fun of Dominicans because they're darker and they need papers to get into the country. And I'm like, but Grandpa, you're yeah, <laughs> you're just historic. Like, yeah. I don't understand what's the hate to you know to this other country. Yeah, um, I'm gonna be. I love Dominican men. Like, that's just my that's, your, yeah, okay. that's my thing. Like, too. Dominican men are just yeah, they're just so sexy, especially when they're talking in Spanish. Like, yeah, oh, yeah. so much trouble though yeah. too. <laughs> well, well, that's the stereotype, right? Yeah, like, they right. are so much trouble. But I think Latin, Dominican women speaking as well. of labels, <laughs> right. yeah. I know that is labeling but, so much. But yeah, I know. And, uh, and I, we I, like trouble though. I mean, I'm you not. Mean in a good way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I sexy mean, trouble. I mean, who doesn't mm, like bad boys? And- I've, I've heard, though, um, you know, I'll be 
um, the, the, like white guys sometimes will say, oh, Latinos, you guys are like trouble or whatever, it's, right. which is sort of a label. And I, I know sometimes they mean, or drama or whatever, they mean it in sometimes... <laughs> they, they're attracted to that um, but it's still a label and yeah I, it is I mean I would argue that everything is somewhat of a label and mm-hmm. you know you can't take everything right. too seriously right. but with the one last thing with the Dominicans and Puerto Ricans is it also that you know Puerto Ricans are US citizens and Dominicans aren't is that a, is there some sort of like animosity like we're you know, they're na- we're neighboring, but, you know, we're U.S. citizens and you guys aren't, or what's we want to be, or... What's interesting is that I think I think that has something to do with it, but not for the reason that, you, that you're pointing okay. out. I think it's because Puerto Ricans feel um, <laughs> a certain way that they still don't have their patria, their home. Do you know what I mean? Like, yes. I mean, because we're still very prideful, but then we go, you go back to Puerto Rico and you see McDonald's and all this other stuff. Like, this, the American influence is heavy on yeah. the island. yeah. Um, and then now, of course, you know, with the unfortunate um, yes. events with the hurricane. Do you have family there? I was just oh, going to. I have tons of family there. Yeah. I wasn't able to get in touch with them for weeks. Wow. Um, but they are okay. They are um, in desperate need of cash, to be honest with you. Yeah. And there's no way to get cash to them, unfortunately, because the post office are all shut mm-hmm. down in, that, in, wow. their, in their towns. Um, they are getting water. They are getting um, food. And mm-hmm. some of them have electricity. But the problem is the cash because ATMs, the lines are like four or five hours long. And then it probably runs out of You're cash. only allowed to take out $100 at a time. Oh, my God. Oh my so God. can you imagine? And to provide and, for a family with that. Yeah. Right. And then on top of that, what they're doing is that they're price gouging, right? Because, you know, everyone needs mm. certain things. So you yeah. walk into a store and a, a gallon of water will cost you 10 bucks. Do you know what wow. I'm saying? Or something yeah. like that. So. Right. Terrible. Right. Well, we will, if you have any ideas of how we can... Baseball fans, BetMGM is giving you the chance to win a prize every day during the baseball season. Step into the batter's box for BetMGM Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. Pick any area of the strike zone and take your best swing. If you get a single, double, triple, or home run, you'll receive a prize. Smash a home run to collect a bonus bet on us. Just log into your BetMGM Sports account to get started. Then visit your promotion section to access the Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. You'll score a prize if you hit a single, double, triple, or home run. There's nothing more exciting than going yard. So swing for the fences with the king of sportsbooks. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. Must be 21 plus and present in Ohio. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards vary depending on the market and expire 24 hours from issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. You know, I, we, they did a. You said you went to Rebar offline earlier, and they just. I just went to one of their fundraisers. But if you have any ideas of how we can support, please let us know. Absolutely, and we'll try and post all that. Yeah. We are working on a, um, a benefit show, so I'll, oh, I'll keep great. you guys posted and stuff like that. That yeah. would be great. Mm-hmm. Um, back to like your show that you're developing and some of the labels that we all hear when we're like tops, bottoms. Mm-hmm. Um, are you an apps guy? Do you? Because Jeremy is. I mean, you like the apps like Grinder and all that. Mm-hmm. Do you like the apps very much? I I go I go through phases with the apps. Like sometimes I'm just like, all right, let's go for it, and then I get kind of tired of what I'm seeing, and then I delete them. Because that's where back. you see a lot of the labels when yeah. you say, I mean, yeah. obviously people aren't running up to each other and saying, you, you know, you're you're this or you're that as much. Although sometimes they do at the Eagle, mm-hmm. right, Jeremy? I mean, but don't you see a lot of like no no fats, no fems, no. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah I mean, it's Those crazy. ones, I feel like it's so not even worth talking to. I mean, just, I know it, it's fine to know what you like. Yeah. But I don't feel like you need to list everything it is that you don't like right. to everyone. And it definitely excludes people, yeah. which doesn't really make anyone feel better. And I mean, not that you have to be so inclusive. Because some of those you, labels, I'm not saying you have to like every single walk of life, but you don't really need to list like only like a popular thing and joke or whatever is like mask for mask. And some people will put it on their profile as like a joke, and, and other people will you know define mask. Yeah. <laughs> and so, like, what for example? Like, do when, you want me to be like going to every me, Knicks game? When people ask and me, are you like, right, or you want me to drink beer? Like, or what? do you have right. to talk a certain yeah. way? Which I'm sure they. When people you know, ask me what I would say, like. And I'm sure they've done it to both of you before if we're going to meet up or we're interested in each other and we trade pictures and then they ask, like, are you masculine? Well, I, the way that I define myself is I say, I'm not femme, but I'm also not butch. So, I mean, I'm a gay man. Yeah. So I definitely have gay tendencies and I wouldn't consider myself, like, the most masculine person that you'll see, but I'm also not the most feminine. So right. whatever you want, if that's cool for you, if it's not... I don't really care if it is. You're like, I went to FIT, so if you want to read into <laughs> right, that stereotype, right. then there's right. that. But yeah, but See, you also grew up in Boston with, mm -hmm. you know, which was, you know, your mom is like, I mean, Boston's a whole like masculine, I would think, kind of city, and I don't know. But what I'm saying, but anyway, what were you gonna say? <laughs> I was gonna say you're better than me because once I get that question, I'm already, I'm automatically turned off because I, yeah, it is. I I feel like I now have to kind of. Petition, Explain yourself. Right? And yeah. it's just like, dude, you don't know me yet. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. And at the Ooh, end, that's of, a good title, dude. You don't know me yet. You don't know me yet. So why? That's, that's why, a really good title. Yeah, that's what we should. You should definitely yeah. do like. Yeah. <laughs> let's 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 talk. <laughs> we'll yeah. get that on. But yeah, I don't. The whole feminine masculine thing. Like the minute I start seeing that on profiles, where I mean, if I'm, you have to be physically attracted to someone, right, to want to talk to them. Mm -hmm. right. And I think that's where the start is. And mm -hmm. then, of course, some sort of discourse. But once I see no fats, no femmes, I'm already turned off because now I'm like, you don't sound like someone who's educated. You don't sound like yeah. someone who's all and, inclusive. And, and it's one thing to be, because again, Dominican men are my preference, right? Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean, though, that I can't talk to anyone yeah. else. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Right. Like, Listen up, you all out there. He, he'll, <laughs> he will talk to you. Carpenter, <laughs> <laughs> you go to a lot of group parties and group sex parties. I beg your pardon. <laughs> What's you go to a Friday night party that's kind of bare? Yeah, there's a bear party that's kind of that's that's kind of fun. So you, I mean, obviously, I'm assuming you 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 want to be hard when you go to these things. Oh, right? absolutely. So doesn't Rev help for you? Rev for men, absolutely. It's fantastic because you will be hard. You will be hard, but it's absolutely. not just that, right? It's like it's the consultation that they give you before yes. to, to determine if you're a good candidate for it, and it's the the follow-up that they give you, the training they give you, the support. Yeah, they, they text you and say, you know, how was that dosage for you, that initial dosage? And did that work for you? Was you know, How many you times want... did you get fucked that night <laughs> at that group? How many times party? did I get fucked or how many yeah. times did I fuck? Yeah, <laughs> but don't you love that, that whole, <laughs> they really care and it's that... They really do. It's that initial consultation that I really got it with them, right? Because yeah. obviously they're checking for the health benefits from, from the doctor but then it's beyond that it's like the follow-up that's beyond that exactly it's the follow-up it's the, the dosage you know, right. how does that work for you do you want you know d did it last long enough was it hard enough you know all of that stuff that's that's really important to a man it's real you know, and and a gay man and they understand 
they're gay men, they understand you know, what, we're, what we're up against, so to so speak. So enjoy yourself at these parties, Carpenter. Oh, and, and, <laughs> I, and I have. And for all of you, check out RevForMen.com. You will not be disappointed. Not disappointed at all. You'll just be hard. Be sure and go to RevForMen.com and mention that you heard about Rev on Talk About Gay Sex podcast. Receive $100 off a three-month treatment of either their Trimix program or their newly launched low testosterone program. That's RevForMen.com. No, but it's true. And I mean, I think it's um, especially like... It can be mean-spirited, and it could, you know, bring up things like we were talking about, like right. when you were bullied or teased as a kid. Right. And the other thing is the reason I don't always like the apps is because, you know, there's a whole thing that you get when you meet somebody in person and an energy you get that right. you don't get on that. So one, you know, there's a great documentary. We've talked about it on the show before, Do I Sound Gay?, and it's a, Uh-oh. it's a, it's yeah. I think it's on Netflix. Yeah, um, it's interesting because it's, it's all, a, it's all based off of voice. So it's one guy right. who questions himself: um, Do I sound gay? And he goes around the country um, interviewing different people and, and notions of the voice and and that where did this style, if you will, of sounding gay even come from? And he, right. he and it's it's really interesting, but how we judge on those kinds of things oftentimes. What's interesting about what you're saying is that um, it's actually two points I want to bring up. The first point is, do I sound gay? Are we talking about the uh, the pitch of my voice or mm-hmm. my vernacular? Like, you know, there's certain words that the gay community uses exactly. that straight people don't really sort of use yeah. unless Girl, they hang... Word. Right, exactly. Yeah. Bitch, whatever. Yeah, you know, Mary, whatever the, and the old school. Exactly, <laughs> right. By Felicia. Um, yeah, by Felicia, yeah. Exactly. Right. Um, the That's second, dated. <laughs> the second piece of that is that um, going back to the Atlantis cruises, what I love about um, Atlantis is that when you get on these cruises, there are men from all over the world. And, of mm-hmm. course, there's language barriers when you meet these men. Right. But the gay, the gay vernacular is universal. Yeah. Like, yes. they all... Which, that's very cool. Yeah. Yes. That's great. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I love that. Y-A-S-S-S. Yeah. Right. That, you yes. know, you can actually put that on your Instagram now. They have, Like, if you're doing my story, that's, that's Y-A-S-S-S. Oh, they have it as one of those words that you can straight add? trainer, Alex, <laughs> pointed it out. That's and amazing. he loves to do say that. And it corrects me. <laughs> that's amazing. I love it. Um, on these Atlantis cruises, though, do you really find a mixture of ethnic backgrounds? Yes. Oh, good. Yes, That's yes, good. Yes. My biggest, my biggest um, shock was the Arab gay men. Ooh, okay. And Ooh, again, it's, yeah, listen, <laughs> I mean, anything European for me. Let's go book it. Yeah. <laughs> yes, but, we wanted to do our show yes. <laughs> on the Atlantis cruises. But yeah, the Arab, the Arab community. I mean, just to sit down with these men and, I mean, again, my show was about coming out and when they come in and they see the show and to see them in tears and for them to share their experiences with me, which is far worse than what we have to go through Mm -hmm. in their respective countries. Do you know what I mean? And um, there were a few of them that uh, shared with me that they were married in those countries and they tell their wives that they're going on business trips and they get on the Atlantis cruise and have... You are kidding me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're not, they won't allow anyone to take pictures of them because they're afraid for their lives. Good luck on that one because everyone has their phone (laughs) waving on those. I mean, you can't like, Mm -hmm. the world knows when there's a new Atlantis cruise. I mean, yeah, that's wild. Wow. I so mean, that's sad. For In your show, obviously, you do... It's the one-man show, right? Yes. Uh, and then do you do, like, sort of a Q&A afterwards, or, or just people come up to you? They come, Well, part of, the, part of the, the deal with Atlantis is that I perform the show, and then 
even though technically when I'm not performing, I'm on vacation, quote unquote. Yeah. But if a guest comes up to me to ask any questions or to take pictures, you know, I'm obligated to, to do that, even though I, I would do it anyway, because that's sure. just who I am. Right. Um, but yeah, that's when the questions come up. And I had this last cruise that I did um, was a gentleman who was from originally from New York, born in Puerto Rico. And I saw him approaching me and he had his hands in front of him. And I'm just like, I'm not sure what's going on. And he, the minute he got, I want to say, within two feet of me, he just wailed. Wow. Literally, I mean, when I tell you, I was just like, is he okay? Is he in pain? And finally, you know, he stopped crying, and he was just like, you just told my story on stage. Like, wow, you just told my story. You're making me, like, emotional just, with that. It was no, that's so awesome. powerful. And then what's interesting is that there was a gentleman behind him, and I thought, again, this is a, another random gentleman who wanted to talk to me. I didn't realize that was his son. Oh my god. So gosh. they both came oh, wow, up to that's me. That's so cool. Like it was just it was just So an they went awesome on the cruise together, together and they both approached you after they, Right. You know, wow. it's interesting with that because um I have for my other site, Progressive Pulse, um um one of my correspondents and I watched a documentary called Work and it's about this program mm. where civilians, men will go into the prison system and they meet up they meet up with they're assigned they're not assigned actually. They choose two different prisoners that they'll um, work with in, in four days and it's the work like all that emotional mm-hmm. baggage and shit that you that has a allowed you to commit whatever crime or a felony or whatever that got you in there down and-, and many of these <clears throat> men have never had um, you know positive female character you know people in their lives Any and they've role, supp- models? role models they've suppressed all their feelings and in four days, they do the work um, to kind of bring up a lot of the shit that they have. Right. And it gets so far that, you know, they're wailing, like, like you say. And I would imagine seeing your show, if you were suppressing, if it was your story, that just being in your energy force, back to what you don't get with the apps, just being in someone's, right. you know, circle that he just had to release right. and and you were the you were the one that yeah <laughs> but that must have made you feel good in some way it was great i mean again what i love about it is that back when i was living these the, the story that i was telling you know there was i felt that feeling of being alone constantly alone right. and now telling the story and seeing that so many of us share the same story mm-hmm. yeah and you don't have to be puerto rican you don't have to be from the south bronx you you don't have to necessarily be gay either i've yeah. had straight people come up to me and can identify with the relationship with my father sure so having that moment was was pretty unique and uh, humbling at the end of the day. So. I would imagine. I would imagine. Um, do we? Do you think that we label ourselves at times or box ourselves? And, and labels, by the way, I would argue aren't necessarily a bad thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, I like a good, you know, Armani label once in a while. <laughs> <or> I, <laughs> but I mean, no, I'm just saying, <laughs> labels in general aren't bad, right? I mean, right. I know sexual labels even aren't bad. Um, one of our my co-host will tease me sometimes it will be like girl you know you were bottoming for that where your <laughs> legs were in the air and he jokes around with me and i'm like yeah yeah or i'm like no really with our new sponsor rev yeah i actually was a top yeah. and i have to convince him but mm-hmm. so we do when you argue label ourselves and they're not always necessarily negative we do i would say that we do i think that um, it takes time to feel comfortable in that label. So, for example, for me, I when I came out, I've always been a big guy, always been a big guy. And when I first came out the closet, 
I had no idea about this bear community. I was just like, um, did you just call me a bear bitch? Like, what are we talking about? Like, what? Yeah. A grizzly? Like, what? what's happening here? You thought and it I, negative. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I took it as, because again, I was self-conscious mm-hmm. about my size, about my weight. So I, that wasn't a community that I was. On top of was, coming out. Right, yeah. exactly. So that wasn't a, that wasn't a community that I was just going to walk right into. I was sure. just like, no, this is not happening. Right. And I literally protested that community for a very long time. I was just like, absolutely not. I mean, if you identified it as a bear, good for you. Mm-hmm. More power to you, wolf. Yeah. But me on the other end, you know what I mean? Yes. Me, I was just like, no, I'm not. Yeah. I don't want anything to do with that. Um, but then I realized the older I got uh, that I learned to embrace that part of me. Do you know what I mean? And I learned to embrace my size and embrace the fact that it may not be for you, but he sure likes it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And that sort of thing. And, and it, when you argue or say that, like, within at least our gay world circles, that body types, we've talked about it on the show a lot. We've certainly, John John, who's... Um, the 2017 Mr. Eagle mm-hmm. here in New York City um, it owns his body type. Right. And I was we were having a conversation about how body types are changing uh, on what is considered attractive and hot right. and sexy. And, and wouldn't you say that's changed? And, Absolutely. And is that one of the reasons why you embraced it or was it more personal? It was more of a personal thing, um, especially to believe it or not. It was a more recent than late. But I think I finally got to a point where I... And more confident about who I am and what I'm doing with myself. Age and helps with that. Age definitely helps mm-hmm. with that. But I also think that confidence also is an energy that other people pick up on. Mm-hmm. And once you give that out, you start noticing that there's a lot more people that are attracted to that energy. Um, that are receptive of it because right. of your energy. That exactly. you and maybe there's been more like role model types like yourself and, and others that we see more through, you know, just time or the internet. But like I can remember when you know, I was looking at what was hot in all the magazines. It was always this right. one type of body, right. the, the, you know, the six-pack abs, right. the right. hairless type of clean-cut kind of look that people, gays, were trying to emulate. And now, right. you know, you can have all these different body types, and it's, it's nice, I right. think. It's- What's interesting about what you're saying is that I, when I lived in L.A., I was going through a complete depression back there, and I had to go into therapy. And thank God my therapist was, um, was also gay in West Hollywood, right? And he used to be a bigger guy, lost a lot of weight. And we were going through my feelings about being a bigger guy, and especially in West Hollywood, because Hollywood oh, yeah. is plastic, right? Like, well, it's 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 Hollywood, right? So, exactly. Yeah, I, I mean, mean, you turn on the radio, and all you hear are advertisements about liposuction, this, yeah. and all this other stuff. So, Make sure you feel good about yourself when you move to LA. <laughs> exactly. In general, in right, general, right? Right. Surround yourself with you know positive yeah. people and stuff. Because <laughs> sure. I mean, everyone looks like you know Adonis is out there, right? In, yeah. For the most part, especially in West Hollywood. Like, if, right. again, if you go to the Eagle, like the other places over there this it's a different experience oh but altogether. that eagle in la has a valet service which i find <laughs> oh our friend john God, and i find no hilarious way. yeah it's like <laughs> you're going in your chaps to the eagle and you're valeting your car <laughs> i don't know people well, welcome to la yeah right? to LA. Very, go on very um, sexy but but the biggest <laughs> thing that uh that i walked away with from one of the was well, one of the sessions was that he was in he was of a different generation he was probably about maybe 20 30 years my senior and he was around when the AIDS epidemic hit the gay community. And he said the reason the gay community started to fetishize over the muscular bodies and the six-packs is that most people were trying to not look sick. 
Do you oh, know what I mean? Yeah, right. Oh, that's and interesting. Yeah. when he explained that to me, that made me think completely differently about how and why. Huge. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Wow. That's so the origin. To be healthy looking, I guess, versus. Right. Yeah, because, right. you know, people could just pinpoint you or and label really you that you were sick right. or you had AIDS or so. You're right. right. So that does make sense. Right. And, and now that, you know, people are living you know, their lives, you know, healthy. Right. It's nice to see that that's changed a it lot. It does change, right. Yeah. Um, uh, but uh, again with, um, we had the, one of our original shows that we ever did called Watch Your Game. And a lot of people in the gay community were like, what do you mean game? But straights talk about game. Mm-hmm. Like, in other words, what do you do to attract guys when you're out and about? And I'm just curious... What's your game that you have, or or do you work with labels when you, or you, do you own yourself and that's part of your game, the confidence? It seems like it. Believe it or not, um, I am a very shy type when I walk into a bar. I'm the guy that if you don't come to me, it's like two ships passing in the night, that sort of thing. Yeah, and it's not because I think I'm better than anyone. It's right. more because I'm just. And what's funny is that a lot of people ask this question because as an actor, you would think, you know, we put ourselves on this platform. But most actors... Particularly most you people, with your right. one-man show. Exactly. Which my whole life is yeah, literally on that I stage. know. Wow. So people are asking, like, how can you be so shy when, you're just, when we watch this person on stage? And it's just, for some reason, I think most actors were the opposite of what you see on that stage. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's so much fear. So for me, walking into a bar... I need courage juice. I need alcohol to yeah, approach right. somebody. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I guess. Did I you mean, just have two martinis? You said I did. Yeah. I did. I did. <laughs> Sorry. I, I guess I give both you guys an eye look. You know. Um, yeah, and I I think for me it's more like I try to give eye contact, and then if I notice that that contact is received, then I may start a conversation if I've had enough drinks in me, though. So do you understand? You, right. Right. But do you do guys come up to you? Do you find, or will you wait for a lot of guys to come up to you? I would, yes, I do get a lot of guys that will come up to me and start a conversation, and at that point, you know, we'll continue to... Because I think that... Then it's off, on. <laughs> because right. back to labels, I, I, the times that... Um, because when you do go up to people, you're going to... Typically, you're going to initiate the conversation, and you're going to be inquiring about this person. But when people have come up to me, oftentimes I find that's when the sexual labels come up like mm. not necessarily are you a top or a bottom but i hate that whole, question by the way i do too I yeah it. yeah i mean do people ask that have well, you noticed that like and i'm just like first of all first of all for me like I first get, of all first of all <laughs> let's just back it up here <laughs> right for me the whole top bottom thing is for what i like to call the younger queens do you know what i mean like jeremy <laughs> the because when you first come out of the queen, closet, but he did, he's a queen. I did say queen. That's a yeah. label. Um, <laughs> the reason I say that is because again, when I, when I first came out, all I wanted to do was bottom, right? That's all I wanted yeah. to do. I was just like, I didn't, I didn't care that I had a dick, honey. It was like, whatever I used it. <laughs> I used it to urinate. That was it. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Whatever. But as I grew up, uh, as I grew older, I started to realize, I was like, you know what, wait a minute. Like, I do like ass too. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. this will be kind of interesting to try this out and see, what it would be like to and actually... And there's all sorts of ways that you can, like, ask, too. It's like, it doesn't necessarily mean that 
like you want to pound it, but you can right. like eating ass. Journey. I feel like everybody. <laughs> I feel like everybody likes ass today. To I don't be know honest. that everybody I likes eating ass. I mean, a lot of gay ass. guys like ass. Eating ass. I think a lot at of least guys, to look at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe not. Look at I, it. I, well, okay, I, then there's looking at it. There's eating it. There's no. Yeah, I, I don't think. So I don't. I really don't think everybody likes to eat it and doesn't. I don't think everybody gets off on finding that that amazing or like their but favorite hobby. But at least from a visual, you're saying. Yeah. yeah. But I think Once in general, asses, ass. are, asses are attractive in today's culture. And I mean, that's a given with men and women both. True. I mean. J-Lo. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Hashtag J-Lo. Yeah. No, I, I definitely, well. I'm, but I agree with what you're saying. I totally think the younger crowd and maybe I'm a part of that too, but I don't consider myself. You, know, you a said part younger of that. queens. No, I know, but, <laughs> but right. Yeah. I'm kidding. Go ahead, <laughs> bitch. <laughs> Another label. Another label. <laughs> I'm clocking everybody. There, so I think that they. It is like it, it's definitely a hang-up for some people, and some people will just end everything. Like they'll be like, "Oh, just brush you off." Like for example, I've had people just it wasn't compatible with us just because of us using the labels and yeah. then they weren't compatible that way but it's like you can't even still those people just fall off like they can't entertain hanging out with somebody that's also a top or two bottoms hanging out together and trying to make it work or just going off of the natural like instinct and sexual energy yeah, and you or also, physical energy you that you narrow the have. scope of the evening when Much you just make more. it about top and bottom you yeah. limit all these other things right. that who's to say that we're even going to go there there's all these right. other things that mm-hmm naturally I find it friend I mean anything or I mean sexually too you can go home with somebody and it can be hot Mm -hmm. and do a lot of fun stuff and maybe it's not even going to go there there's Mm -hmm. a lot of other reasons like someone's not even prepared right exactly you know there's it could I mean ultimately it may the labels may need to come up Mm -hmm. if if one is more has a proclivity towards being a top or a bottom right but I would also say that, you know, you can learn to be the other, you could learn to be a bottom or mm-hmm. you can learn to be a top. And so, yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, I just think about th- your connection too. agreed, agreed. And I think the, the best thing about gay sex, right, is that the whole, the whole idea of not, us not knowing what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, right. who's going to be submissive, who's not? Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like yeah. that for me is that that's hot. the part that's hot where it's mm-hmm. just like, oh shit, who's going to, who's going to go down? Like exactly. who's going to get this? Yeah. Um, and there's a naturalness that happens when to, when you just go home and you're, it's, you know, it's not to overuse the word organic that everyone likes to use, but it, it's an organic type of thing right. that can happen. Exactly. That's great. Like if I'm with someone and he automatically says, I'm just the top, I'm just like, oh, well, there's the door. Like, yeah. You can yeah. go. Because at that point, you've already put a limit on where this where this night is going to go. Do yeah. you know what I mean? And I, or guys that put like paragraphs on Grinder <laughs> or Scruff about right. what they don't like, what they will do. Right. And it's like you're reading their resume. Right. And it's like, I've just got bored of the second word. I and, mean, it's just, and that's all things that you should be able to say out loud and talk about. I mean, that's the yeah. banter that yeah, are you that's gonna, how you meet Had someone. I met you, I mean, I guess their idea is that, well, Eliminating no, I have the app here and, and I can... That's true. But you're going to eliminate everybody, I would mm-hmm. think, by this whole dissertation right. on what you will and will not do. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so too I do not do labels, that. Yeah, yeah. Too many labels, yeah, I would say. What about some of these, before we wrap up, some, um, you know... Obviously, there's transgender now, but there's all these different um, people are are identifying um, with not he or she. Have Is you heard they? of that? They, yeah. Have you heard of that? And I uh, mean, I only had heard of it 
as a and they're labeling themselves. Yeah, me too. And I just I didn't really I didn't really understand it. I guess I'm I I didn't I don't need to understand it or wrap my head around. We it, don't but, need to understand it as but, long as they say. But yeah, you're right. And I think, Do you have I think any, however you want to represent yourself is what what works for you. But it is a label, yeah. and it's a newer or at least seemingly newer label that we're hearing. Right. They um, have you met a they, Jose? I have not <laughs> met a they. Um, <laughs> I have not, but I I. Understanding that, because I go to schools and I, I perform my show in different schools sure. as well, and they have these the communities from all sorts of walks of life, and you have to be sensitive to whoever because you don't want to offend anyone. So I'm yeah. I'm now getting used to using the different pronouns to be able oh, to okay. identify, yeah, or not necessarily identify, but not leave anyone out. And are these typically younger students, like yeah. high school? Yeah, and, well, yeah. no, college. College, okay, 18, got it. 18 and over, yeah. What are the kids do- talking these days, or what's, what's going on? Any, any <laughs> labels that we should know about? What I love about, um, well, the first label I, I heard, I want to say maybe a couple of weeks ago, was Ding Along, right? Ding and Along. I, right, and I was trying to figure out what that was. And when I asked, they were just like, well, you know what dingaling is like for little kids because it's a small little penis, but a ding along means that he's a grown-ass man and, and his dingaling is long. You know oh, what I mean? I was like, oh, oh like okay. Those I do like ding along. Yeah. <laughs> I've never heard that. I've, yeah. <laughs> well, you're not with the kids. <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. Wow, I like that one. Okay, exactly, ding yeah. along. So they, I mean, you know, they're coming up with new stuff and it makes you feel older and over every day when you hear this stuff right <laughs> oh like, i'm gonna incorporate no <laughs> i'm just that's why Ding-along's believe me you're here for a reason okay. yeah. <laughs> right. yeah. um well thank you i mean i know we just kind of sort of scratched the surface on labels and there's so many others um and you know like i said i don't know that labels are meant for a reason and, and right. but they can be misused right. and and yeah but thank you for are we going to be able to see your show Anytime soon. Absolutely, we're we're working on a, a few locations, so um, I will keep you guys posted on any shows that come up. But anybody can just go to my website as well and get um, caught up in everything that I'm doing. So and the show's called Father Forgive Me. Mm-hmm. We should go to what website? So Jose Rodan Jr. dot com, okay. uh, and all the information will be on there. Your father was uh, Jose as well. I yeah, take it. yeah, yeah, got yeah. It. Got it. And which, he needs to see the show. He does need to see the show. But he's also a junior too, you know. Oh, which just keeps going and going. They just don't get. <laughs> yeah. you know, they don't get that. Everybody's a junior. You have a son. He's a junior. <laughs> this, you, like, you're in Puerto Rican culture a lot, right? Yeah, yeah I've yeah. noticed that. Because my grandfather was Jose Rodan, then my father's Jose Rodan, and I'm Jose Rodan. So technically, I should be the third. Yeah. But that's not how they see it. They're just like, nope, he's a junior. So. Got it. Got yeah. it. Well, we will call you Jose Rodan. <laughs> Thank you so much for being on the show. Thank this you for was having me. Awesome. I, I'm really looking forward to seeing Father Forgive Me. Yeah, definitely. Because it's I just the clips I saw, and I can already tell it's going to be hilarious. And <laughs> thank so, you. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you for having me. And do you have a, ha- a hashtag or a handler or anything? Yeah, Roldan JJR, R-O-L-D-A-N-J-J-R on Twitter, Instagram, all, they're all the same. We will list that. Continue awesome. following us at Talk About Gay Sex. Jeremy, as always, thank you so much for being my co-host. No problem. And in the meantime, continue having hot gay sex. Thank Bye, you. Guys. Bye. Baseball fans, BetMGM is giving you the chance to win a prize every day during the baseball season. Step into the batter's box for BetMGM Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. Pick any area of the strike zone and take your best swing. If you get a single... 
double, triple, or home run, you'll receive a prize. Smash a home run to collect a bonus bet on us. Just log into your BetMGM Sports account to get started. Then visit your promotion section to access the Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. You'll score a prize if you hit a single, double, triple, or home run. There's nothing more exciting than going yard. So swing for the fences with the king of sportsbooks. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. Must be 21 plus and present in Ohio. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards vary depending on the market and expire 24 hours from issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park.